0: Hello, and welcome to the podcast for Two Consoles Too Late. I am the host, Jackson Keebler. We got a lot to talk about this week. We got baseball, video games, and the the passing of a comedic legend. I hate to start the podcast on a low note, but uh, we just found out yesterday that Gilbert Godfrey died. Gilbert Godfrey died at the age of 67. I think we all know the, the comedy that was Gilbert Godfrey. Uh, he was, I guess, most notably known as the voice of the parrot in Aladdin. Uh, he did that and he did two direct... Uh, two direct... two direct-to-video sequels for Aladdin, the TV series, and he did a voice on Kingdom Hearts. And that's kind of relevant right now because Kingdom Hearts 4, I think, just got announced. What I didn't know about Gilbert Gottfried was he did a lot of voice work. I mean, he had such a distinct voice. He did, let's see here, Krang Subprime and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Superman the Animated Series, and Spongebob Squarepants. Uh, That sort of sticks out because my son, you know, Spongebob Squarepants is on heavy rotation at my house. And I can't remember hearing Gilbert Gottfried because he had that that distinct voice. You just knew it was him. But anyway, uh, apparently he was battling a long-term illness. So rest in peace, Gilbert Gottfried. This next bit, I'm not going to talk about it too much, but the, uh, Metroid Dread just got DLC, a boss rush mode. It's not one, but four ways to revisit the bosses of Metroid Dread. Um, as far as I can tell, it's some sort of mode where you can just fight every boss back to back to back to back. Uh, I'm going to get on my little soapbox here about Metroid Dread and its bosses. Uh, the bosses of Metroid Dread were horrible. The only ones that stood out for me were Corpius, uh, Experiment Number 57. That was that was a tough one, and I guess Ravenbeak, the last the last boss. But his once you got the pattern, it was so damn easy. I did not like the boss design of Metroid Dread. I have a lot of a lot of foibles about Metroid Dread. I didn't like, and the DLC here is just I haven't downloaded it. I might download it and put it on the live stream to twitch.com Two consoles too late just to just to see what it's like and just what my impressions are. But I am in no rush and, and you know, no pun intended there because it's a boss rush. I, I'm not in a hurry to, to try this out whatsoever. I read a lot of articles on Nintendo life, especially when I'm bored. And this one, this one really kind of hit home. The best Nintendo Switch games for kids. I am pretty sure that someone at Amazon paid this writer. What's the name? Is this Gavin lame? I'm pretty sure that someone uh, paid this writer to write this article so they could sell video games. And I'm sure they sold a couple because of it. Hey, I almost got sucked in once my son saw me reading this article. But a few of the games I just wanted to talk about. uh, Some of the games I've never even heard of. But uh, the article starts off and there's this great little snippet that just... It's scary how much it hit home. Many kids might enjoy simply watching you play a game. Something like Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, for example. If so, Bully for you, the eShop is your oyster. It's also worth noting that there are many more games aimed at kids on Switch. We've concentrated on what we consider to be the very best examples. So, let's take a look at the best kids' games on Nintendo Switch. That right there just kind of tells me that Amazon was like, Hey, could you write this article? We We need to push some units here. So anyway, a couple of these games, uh, a couple stood out, a couple we have and a couple we want. Uh, First one, one that we want, uh, one that my son wants and I did not. Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Uh, I think we've all, I think everyone knows what Mario Kart is. It's just a racing game with all the Mario characters. It looks really cool. First came out on Super Nintendo. It's pretty much been on every platform Nintendo's ever released. Double Dash has been one of the more notable entries in the in the franchise. Anyway, my son really wants to get Mario Kart Eight Deluxe, and I get it, I get it. And right now, it is still fifty dollars on Amazon. I think on Mario Day there was a price drop. May have been twenty dollars. So that. Price, I think it was, but I think the price then was like sixty. So even with the price drop, it was like forty dollars. So times are a little tight right now, and I got cheap on my son. I I'll admit it. I went and got a copy of Mario Kart Wii, which is just as fun. I, you know it's graphically. Not as good, but it's still fun. It's still Mario Kart. I mean, you know, I now all right. The Wii, uh, the Wii Shop, um, the Wii Store is no longer supported by Nintendo, so I can't download anything for the game. I've got that going against me. But we're not getting Mario Kart Eight Deluxe anytime soon. Once the price drops down to like. Something a little bit more reasonable, like $20, $30, then we'll pick it up. Uh, The minimum age recommendation for this game is 3 and I can see that. Uh, My son, he's he's very competitive, and uh, when he loses on Mario Kart, man, does he let me know. This next one, I talked about it before, and I'm going to talk about it again. A lot of people have been talking about this game. Kirby and the Forgotten Land. Okay. Uh, we downloaded the demo for this game and we fell in love with it. He, he loved it. I loved it. Uh, he played that demo over and over and over and I really, really, really wanted to get him this game, but I tried to bribe him. I wasn't just going to buy him and be like, here, you know, had to make him work for it. So I said to him, I said, look, if you eat your vegetables, all right, for every day for a week or something, we'll, we'll mark it on a calendar. If you do that, then I'll get you Kirby in the Forgotten Land, which I thought was was a reasonable, you know agreement. Yes, it was a bribe. I you know, if you're a parent, you haven't bribed your your kid, you're you're a liar. <laughs> but so anyway, I I really thought he would have gone for this, but he didn't do it. He did not eat his vegetables. if my if my mom told me when I was whatever six, eight, ten years old, you know, if you do X, Y, and Z, I will get you this video game. Hell yeah, I would have I, I would have done it, but he didn't do it. So we did not get Kirby in the Forgotten Lands. Uh, we actually went to Target uh, the weekend it came out. And I tweeted uh, this great photo. Um, they put these, like, pink covers. When you go to Target, they have the, I forget what they're called. The the big concrete balls so that you don't, you know, drive your car into the store. Um, So on those big concrete balls, they had these covers uh, that looked like Kirby. And I took a picture of my son next to one. That was just marketing genius. Whoever thought of that, oh, my God. I saw that and was like, man, I wish I had thought of that. But we were actually at Target when this game came out. And he was kind of like, are we going to get this? And I was like, no, buddy, it's $60. Uh, Amazon has it right now for 55. There's going to be no price drop on this game right now. This game is so popular. People are talking about this game. It's, it's a home run for Nintendo. I, I would love to play it just to see the, the, the rest of the levels. Cause all we've seen is the first level from the demo. So this one is on the radar. We are going to get Kirby. Just not anytime soon. That's looking like a, like a birthday present, or maybe, you know. And one of the games on the list we actually already have. Uh, new Super Mario Bros. U Deluxe. We actually already have that. He got that for Christmas. It's just uh, Mario Bros. for the Switch. Uh, it's, it's like the Wii version. I don't like Mario Bros. Uh, on newer platforms. I stopped at Nintendo. I didn't even like Super Mario World for Super Nintendo. But this game we have it, and we 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 played a couple hours of it. Uh, we played on Mario Day just because it was Mario Day, and as I'm playing it, I'm I'm thinking in the back of my head like, oh, there's got to be some like secrets that I have no idea about, idea about, and I would like to sit down and try to get more and more into it. But you know, I've been busy with this whole Zelda thing that. I haven't really had a lot of time to devote to this Mario Brothers. But one game on this list, uh, we actually already have. But one game that did not make this list, and I'm, I'm going to check the comments. I'm sure someone, someone must have mentioned this. Animal Crossing. Animal Crossing was not on this list. And I thought that would definitely be on some sort of list, you know, for games for kids. But it wasn't on here. Uh, sadly, in our household, we were we were heavy into Animal Crossing. We were playing every night, a couple hours, it seemed. Uh, but Animal Crossing has gone by the wayside since uh, we got Mario Kart and Zelda in the house. But as a parent, I love checking out the the comment section because there's all these parents uh, commenting on the article and their experiences. Where is it? There's this one Zelda one that's really funny. Okay, here it is. My five-year-old girl loves Captain Toad, Unraveled 2, Super Lucky's Tale, and Ring Fit Adventure. She also likes Legend of Zelda, Breath of the Wild. But she really just likes firing arrows at everything until there are no more arrows. Then I'm sad because when I play, I have no arrows. Um, that was a real popular comment on this article. <laughs> it's just, I can totally relate to that. But anyway, I've uh, put a link in the show notes to this article. If you're a parent, check it out. And if you're not a parent, you know, check it out anyway. Okay, full disclaimer on this next uh, segment in the podcast is heavily editorialized by moi. Being a huge baseball fan, I had to say something when I when I saw this article. The Atlanta Braves are releasing a virtual, uh, a digital version of their ballpark, uh, Truist Park. And I'm just going to read this st- straight from the article and then get on my soapbox and just keep going. The digital version of Truist Park, which has not yet been released, will allow fans to visit a realistic environment created in the image and likeness of the real stadium, complete with a digital version of the Battery Atlanta Mall. Once inside the stadium, users will be able to create their own avatars, explore the Atlanta Braves clubhouse, mingle with other fans, play minigames, and win prizes. Additionally, the baseball team will gradually introduce NFTs and digital merchandise in an attempt to reach out to the next generation of baseball fans. The entire experience is powered by Epic Games, the creator of Fortnite, and their platform called the Unreal Engine. Introducing the virtual stadium, Derek Schiller, team president, explained... It's exciting to create a new way for fans to connect with our team and their favorite ballpark. The digital version of Truist Park will offer unlimited opportunities to create unique interactions with fans in the metaverse. And we are proud to be the first team to offer this immersive experience. Okay, I am from Baltimore and I am one of the biggest Orioles fans in the world. And we are so fortunate to have Camden Yards as our stadium, okay? Um, Yes, all right, fine. The Orioles suck right now. They are, you know, doing a rebuild, you know, bringing up all this young talent. And that's something that we have to suffer every once in a while here in Baltimore. We had some, we had a couple really good years there you know with Chris Davis crushing home runs and we were making the playoffs and Buck Showalter and all that but we are really lucky to have Camden Yards i when i used to work as a bartender in a hotel i would have people a lot of people from new york and boston but not just new york and boston people would come to baltimore just to go to camden yards because it's a beautiful stadium and it's cheap uh, you know, to go to Yankee Stadium, you know, for two people to go to Yankee Stadium is like two or three times what it would cost to go to Camden Yards. And, you know, to come here, get a hotel room, you know, eat meals and go to a baseball game is cheaper here than it is to then New York and Boston. But anyway, so when I read this article, I, I just it just irked me so bad that you know, oh, this new generation of base, these millennials or whatever are going to really get into baseball because of this virtual version of the stadium. You know, like, oh, I, I, I walked through the stadium online. It was really cool. Maybe I'll go see it in real life. Like, is that what they're thinking? I mean, when I play games like MLB, The Show, I always play... You know, I always play like an exhibition, but I always play as the Orioles and I always play at Camden Yards and immediately the first thing I do is look for what is wrong with the stadium in the video game. I mean, fine, you, you're not seeing the whole thing, but at the same time, I'm, I'm looking for what's wrong. Baseball, live baseball, going to a baseball game is an experience. It's the sounds it's the smells, it's the roar of the crowd, it's, it's all those things. And I know this, this, this sounds trite, but I actually believe these things. And people say, oh, baseball is boring, and they're trying to do all these things like introduce the designated hitter into the National League. I've talked about that. You know, just all these things are trying to make baseball more relevant, really pisses me off. Uh, baseball has a history that is timeless I love Ken Burns documentary I've actually thought about doing a podcast entirely on baseball but I there's no way I could just talk about baseball in like 20 minutes it would have to be like 10 podcasts so when I saw this article I just got really upset and will the Orioles swallow suit? Maybe I don't know. If they do, yeah, I would check it out as long as I as long as I don't have to pay for it, if I had to like pay for like some sort of subscription to walk through a virtual version of Candom Yards, then I'd, I would be like, all right, well, this is stupid. But once again, here I am on my soapbox. Baseball has a history in this country a lot of history in, here in Baltimore. We are so lucky to have Camden Yards. They are not going to tear down Camden Yards anytime soon. Uh I hope Camden Yards gets to see a World Series. But this whole metaverse thing, it's I once again, I I talked earlier about the metaverse. That's that's not reality. Okay? The reality is You know, getting on the light rail or parking and walking 20 minutes to to get to the stadium and, you know, being around the other people, you know, now with COVID, you know, it's a little weird. And I get that. But a virtual experience with baseball is just completely, completely unacceptable in my eyes. I'm gonna throw this article in here just because I it wouldn't be the podcast without talking about Zelda once again I I try not to talk about Zelda but it just keeps creeping in uh, where is it once again this one's from Nintendo life where is it uh, Zelda breath of the wild sales soar in the UK um, game gamesindustry.biz's Chris Dring revealed that boxed retail sales for Breath of the Wild have increased by 51% in the United Kingdom. Uh, a lot of this is because the Breath of the Wild sequel has been delayed until spring of 2023, so people are going back and picking up the old game. I, on this side of the pond, am can. Definitely considering buying this game. I'm not gonna buy it new by any means. Actually, where was I? I was at Target and they actually didn't have a copy of it. And I think that that was by some sort of grace of God or something. Otherwise, I probably would have bought it. But anyway, I will not buy this game new. I've I did a search and unfortunately. GameStop has it, and that's the only place I can get a used copy. Copies on Shop Goodwill are hovering around thirty dollars, and then once you get shipping and handling, you you start getting towards the fifty dollar mark, and at that point, you might as well just buy it new. Uh, Regen in Towson, uh, we have a local used video game store in the Towson Mall. They didn't have it. I was really really surprised by that. But anyway, uh, people are going back and picking up copies of The Legend of Zelda. Auction alert! Auction alert! Alright, this week on Auction Alert. uh, Last week I talked about a water-rated copy of Gacha Force for the GameCube. And the final auction, it ended... And... I think the final price was somewhere... I think it was about $1,700. And I wasn't surprised by that. Well, the damn thing is back on Shop Goodwill, and it's got a buy-it-now price of $2,000. So once again, no one paid for the damn thing. What the hell? (laughs) I've talked about this time and time again. You see these auctions, and it's like, okay. It goes for some exorbitant price, and then when it comes time to pay the fucking piper, no one's paying, apparently. Jeez, I, wow. Anyway, so now it's on sale, on sale. It's being sold for $2,000. But another thing that I came across, and it's not one, it's not one auction in particular, and I talked about this briefly, uh, like bags of Lego minifigures, like the little, the little people. Bags of these minifigures go for hundreds of dollars. And I was completely astounded. I can, I can look right now. Let's see. Okay, I do a search for Lego, just Lego mini. All right. And then I sort by price, highest first. Lego mini figures, 2.6 pounds, $363. Uh, let's see here. 70 plus Lego Star Wars mini figurines. Three hundred and two dollars. Two hundred plus used Lego minifigures. Two hundred and twenty seven dollars. And I it just goes on and on and on and on. I guess my only guess is that the the reason that these are so popular are because of brick flicks. You know people that make stop motion movies. uh Using Lego minifigures. That's the only reason I can imagine these are so expensive. I guess maybe they're also collector's items. I don't know. But I just kind of ran across these and was completely astounded at just the amount that these these minifigures are getting. So next time I go to a yard sale and I see Lego minifigures, I am picking them up because they are worth Bank. Alright, this has been the podcast for Two Consoles Too Late. Thanks for listening, and check me out, Jackson Keebler, at twitch.com on Mondays and Fridays at 10pm, and join the fun. And drop me a tweet at consoles22. Have a good one. Bye.